are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. The Olympic Games now reaches a worldwide audience. Viewership has increased exponentially from the 1960s until the end of the century. This was due to the use of satellites to broadcast live television worldwide in 1964 and the introduction of color television in 1968. Global audiences, estimates for the 1968 Mexico City Games was 600 million whereas the Los Angeles Olympic Games of 1984, the audience numbers had increased to 900 million. That number swelled to 3.5 billion for the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona. However, the 2000 Summer Games in Sydney NBC drew the lowest ratings for any Summer or Winter Olympics since 1968. This was attributed to two factors. One was the increased competition from cable channels. The second was the Internet, which was able to display results and video in real time television companies were still relying on tape-delayed content, which was becoming outdated in the information era. A drop in ratings meant that television studios had to give away free advertising time. With such high costs charged to broadcast the games, the added pressure of the internet, and increased competition from cable, 
The television lobby demanded concessions from the International Olympic Committee to boast ratings. The International Olympic Committee responded by making a number of changes to the Olympic program. At the Summer Games, the gymnast competition was expanded from seven to nine nights, and a Champions Gala was added to draw greater interest. The IOC also expanded the swimming and diving programs, both popular sports with a broad base of television viewers. Finally, the American television lobby was able to dictate when certain events were held so that they could be broadcast live during prime time in the United States. The results of these efforts was mixed. The ratings for the 2006 Winter Games held in Torino, Italy were significantly lower than those for the 2002 games. While there was a sharp increase in viewership for the 2008 Summer Olympics staged in Beijing. The sale of the Olympic brand has been controversial. The argument is that the games have become indistinguishable from any other commercialized sporting spectacle. Specific criticism was leveled at the IOC for market saturation during the 1996 Atlanta and the 2000 Sydney Games. Both of these cities were awash in corporations and merchants attempting to sell Olympic-related wares. The IOC indicated that they would address this to prevent spectacles of overmarketing at future games. Another criticism is that the games are funded by host cities and national governments. The IOC incurs none of the costs, yet controls all the rights and profits from the Olympic symbols. The IOC also takes a percentage of all sponsorship and broadcast income. Host cities continue to compete ardently for the right to host the games, even though there is no certainty they will earn back their investments. The cost of the Olympic Games both summer and winter, have been studied by scholars. They found that over the past 50 years, the most costly games have been London 2012 at a cost of 14.8 billion, Barcelona 1992 at a cost of 11.4 billion, and Montreal 1976 at a cost of six billion. Beijing 2008 may have been the most costly or not. The Chinese authorities 
have not released the data that would allow verification of either position. Cost here includes only sports-related costs and thus does not include other public costs such as road, rail, or airport infrastructure, or private costs such as hotel upgrades or other business investments occurred, incurred in preparation for the games, which are typically substantial, but which vary drastically from city to city and are difficult to compare consistently. Scholars further found that cost overrun is a persistent problem for the Olympic Games. The games overrun with 100% consistency. No other type of mega project is this predictable regarding cost overruns. Other mega projects in construction, infrastructure, dams are typically on budget from time to time, but not the Olympics. With an average cost overrun in real terms of 179% and 324% cost overruns in nominal terms, overruns in the games have historically been significantly larger than for other types of mega projects. The largest cost overruns have been incurred by Montreal in 1976 at a staggering 796% cost overrun. Barcelona was second in 1992 with cost overruns of 417% and Lake Placid in 1980 with cost overruns of 321%. The data show that for a city and a nation to decide to host the Olympic Games is to take on one of the most financially risky type of mega projects that exist. Something that many cities and nations have learned to their peril. For example, cost overrun and debt from Athens 2004 substantially worsened Greece's financial and economic crisis from 2008 through 2012. Montreal, 1976, took 30 years to pay off the debt from their games in 1976. Scholars have found that over the past decade, cost overruns for the games has come down to a more common levels for mega projects. For the period 2000 to 2010, average cost overruns was 47%, whereas before the average was 258%. However, London 2012 has reversed this trend with a cost overrun that is at 101% is back in the three-digit territory. 
going forward. The challenge for planners and managers of games will be to get cost overrun and cost back under control and to reduce them further. The Olympic movement uses symbols to represent the ideals embodied in the Olympic Charter. The Olympic symbol, better known as the Olympic rings, consists of five intertwined rings and represents the unity of the five inhabited continents, America, Africa, Asia, Australia, and Europe. The colored version of the rings, blue, yellow, black, green, and red, over a white field, forms the Olympic flag. These colors were chosen because every nation had at least one of them in its national flag. The flag was adopted in 1914 but flown for the first time only in the 1920 Summer Olympics in Antwerp, Belgium. It has since been hoisted during each celebration of the Games. The Olympic motto, Situus Altuus Fortuus, a Latin inspection meaning faster, higher, stronger, Coubertin's ideals are further expressed in the Olympic Creed. The most important thing in the Olympic Games is not to win, but to take part. Just as the most important thing in life is not the triumph, but the struggle. The essential thing is not to have conquered, but to have fought well. Months before each Games, the Olympic flame is lit in Olympia, Greece, in a ceremony that reflects the ancient Greek rituals. A female performer, acting as a priestess, ignites the torch by placing it inside a parabolic mirror which focuses the sun's rays. She then lights the torch of their first relay bearer thus initiating the Olympic torch relay that will carry the flame to the host's city's Olympic Stadium, where it plays an important role in the opening ceremony. Though the flame has been an Olympic symbol since 1928, the torch relay was introduced at the 1936 Summer Games as part of the German government's attempt to promote its national socialist ideology. The Olympic mascot, or an animal or human figure representing the cultural heritage of the host country, was introduced in 1968. It has played an important part of the game's identity promotion since the 1980 Summer Olympics, when the Russian bear cub Misha reached international stardom. 
The mascots of the most recent Summer Olympics in Beijing were the Fuwa, five creatures that represented the five Feng Shui elements important in Chinese culture. As mandated by the Olympic Charter, various elements frame the opening ceremonies of the Olympic Games. Most of these rituals were established at the 1920 Summer Olympics in Antwerp. The ceremony typically starts with the hoisting of the host country's flag and a performance of its national anthem. The host nation then presents artistic displays of music, singing, dance, and theater representative of its culture. The artistic presentations have grown in scale and complexity as successive hosts attempt to provide a ceremony that outlasts its predecessors in terms of memorability. The opening ceremony of the Beijing Games reportedly cost 100 million dollars, which much of the cost incurred in the artistic segment. After the artistic portion of the ceremony, the athletes parade into the stadium grouped by nation. Greece is traditionally the first nation to enter in order to honor the origins of the Olympics. Nations then enter the stadium alphabetically according to the host country's chosen language, with the host country's athletes being the last to enter. During the 2004 Summer Olympics, which was hosted in Athens, Greece, the Greek flag entered the stadium first, while the Greek delegation entered last. Speeches are given, formally opening the games. Finally, the Olympic torch is brought into the stadium and passed on until it reaches the final torch carrier, often a well-known and successful Olympic athlete from the host nation, who lights the Olympic flame in the stadium's cauldron. The closing ceremonies of the Olympic Games takes place after all sporting events have concluded. Flag bearers from each participating country enter the stadium, followed by the athletes who enter together without any national distinction. Three national flags are hoisted while the corresponding national anthems are played. The flag of Greece to honor the birthplace of the Olympic Games, the flag of the current host country, and the flag of the country hosting the next Summer or Winter Olympic Games. The President of the Organizing Committee and the IOC President make their closing speeches the games are officially closed and the Olympic flame is extinguished. 
in what is known as the Antwerp Ceremony. The mayor of the city that organized the games transfers a special Olympic flag to the president of the IOC, who then passes it on to the mayor of the city hosting the next Olympic Games. After these elements, the next host's nation briefly introduces itself with artistic displays of dance and theater representative of its culture. A medal ceremony is held after each Olympic event is concluded. The winner, second, and third place competitors or teams stand on top of a three-tiered rostrum to be awarded their respective medals. After the medals are given out by the IOC member, the national flags of the three medalists are raised while the national anthem of the gold medalist country plays. Volunteering citizens of the host country also act as hosts during the medal ceremonies as they aid the officials who present the medals and act as flag bearers. For every Olympic event, the represented medal ceremony is held at most one day after the event final. For the men's marathon, the competition is usually held early in the morning on the last day of the Olympic competition and its medal ceremony is then held on the evening during the closing ceremony. The Olympic Games program consists of 35 sports, 30 disciplines, and nearly 400 events. For example, wrestling is a summer Olympic sport comprising two disciplines, Greco-Roman and freestyle. It is further broken down into 14 events, four men and four events for women, each representing a different weight class. The Summer Olympic program includes 26 sports while the Winter Olympics program features 15 sports. Athletics, swimming, fencing, and artistic gymnastics are the only summer sports that have never been absent from the Olympic program. Cross-country skiing, figure skating, ice hockey, Nordic combined, ski jumping, and speed skating have been featured at every Winter Olympics program since its inception in 1924. Current Olympic sports like badminton, basketball, and volleyball first appeared on the program as demonstration sports and were later promoted to full Olympic sports. Some sports that were featured in earlier games were later dropped from the program. Olympic sports are governed by international sports federations 
recognized by the IOC as the global supervisors of these sports. There are 35 international sports federations represented at the IOC. There are sports recognized by the IOC that are not included in the Olympic program. These sports are not considered Olympic sports, but they can be promoted to this status during a program revision that occurs in the first IOC session following a celebration of Olympic Games. During such revisions, sports can be excluded or included in the program on the basis of a two-thirds majority vote by members of the IOC. There are recognized sports that have never been on an Olympic program in any capacity, including chess and surfing. In October and November 2004, the IOC established the Olympic Program Commission, which was tasked with reviewing the sports on the Olympic program and all non-Olympic recognized sports. The goal was to apply a systematic approach to establishing the Olympic program for each celebration of the Games. The Commission formulated seven criteria to judge whether a sport should be included on the Olympic Games. These criteria are history and tradition of the sport, universality, popularity of the sport, image, athletes health, development of an international federation that governs the sport, and the cost of holding the sport. From this study, five recognized sports emerged as candidates for the inclusion at the 2012 Summer Olympics. Golf, Karate, Rugby Union, Roller Sports, and Squash. These sports were reviewed by the IOC Executive Board and then referred to the General Session in Singapore in July 2005. Of the five sports recommended for inclusion, only two were selected as finalists, Karate and Squash. Neither sport attained the required two-thirds vote and consequently they were not promoted to the Olympic program. In October 2009, the IOC voted to instate golf and rugby union as Olympic sports for the 2016 and 2020 Summer Olympic Games. The 114th IOC session in 2002 limited the Summer Games program to a maximum of 23 to 28 sports, 301 events, and 10,500 athletes. Three years later, at the 117th IOC session, the first major program revision was performed, which resulted in the exclusion of baseball and softball from the official program of the 2012 London Games. 
since there was no agreement in the promotion of two other sports, the 2012 program will feature just 26 sports, not the 28 allowed. The 2016 and 2020 games will return to the maximum of 28 sports given the addition of rugby and golf. The ethos of the aristocracy as exampled, exemplified in the English independent school greatly influenced Pierre de Coubertin, the founder of the modern Olympics. The independent schools subscribed to the belief that sport formed an important part of education, an attitude summed up in the saying, men sana in corpore sano, in sound mind, a sound body. In this ethos, a gentleman was one who became an all-arounder, not the best at one specific thing. There was also a prevailing concept of fairness, in which practicing or training was considered tantamount to treating. Those who practiced a sport professionally were considered to have an unfair advantage over those who practice it merely as a hobby. The exclusion of professionals caused several controversies throughout the history of the modern Olympics. The 1912 Olympic pentathlon and decathlon champion Jim Thorpe was stripped of his medals when it was discovered that he had played semi-professional baseball before the Olympics. His medals were posthumously restored by the IOC in 1983 on compassionate grounds. Swiss and Austrian skiers boycotted the 1936 Winter Olympics in support of their skiing teachers who were not allowed to compete because they earned money with their sport and were considered professionals. A class structure evolved through the 20th century. The definition of the amateur athlete as an aristocratic gentleman became outdated. The advent of the state-sponsored full-time amateur athlete of the Eastern Bloc countries further eroded the ideology of the pure amateur as it put the self-financed amateurs of the Western countries at a disadvantage. Nonetheless, the IOC held to the traditional rules regarding amateurism. Beginning in the 1970s, amateurism requirements were gradually phased out of the Olympic Charter. After the 1988 Games, the IOC decided to make all professional athletes eligible for the Olympics, subject to the approval of the IFs. As of 2004, the only sport in which no professionals compete are boxing and wrestling, although even this requires a definition of amateurism based on fight rules rather than on payment. As some boxers and wrestlers receive cash prizes for their National Olympic Committees, in men's football, 
also known as soccer, only three professional players over the age of 23 are eligible to participate per team in the Olympic movement. Australia, Great Britain, and Switzerland are the only countries to send a team to every Olympic Games since their inception in 1896. Most countries miss an Olympics due to a lack of qualified athletes, but some choose to boycott a celebration of the Games for several different reasons. The Olympic Council of Ireland boycotted the 1936 Berlin Games because the IOC insisted its team needed to be restricted to the Irish Free Strait rather than representing the entire island of Ireland. There were three boycotts of the 1956 Melbourne Olympics. Netherlands, Spain, and Switzerland refused to attend because of the repression of the Hungarian uprising by the Soviet Union, but did send an equestrian delegation to Stockholm, Cambodia, Egypt, Iraq, and Lebanon boycotted the games because of the Suez crisis and China boycotted the games because Taiwan was allowed to compete in the games. In 1972 and 1976 a large number of African countries threatened the IOC with a boycott to force them to ban South Africa and Rhodesia because of their segregationist regimes New Zealand was also one of the African boycott targets because its national rugby union team had toured apartheid-ruled South Africa. The IOC conceded in the first two cases but, ban but refused to ban New Zealand on the grounds that rugby was not an Olympic sport. Fulfilling their threat, 20 African countries were joined by Guyana and Iraq in a Tanzania-led withdrawal from the Montreal Games. After a few of their athletes had already competed, Taiwan also decided to boycott these games because the People's Republic of China exerted pressure on the Montreal Organization Committee to keep the delegation from the peoples of China from competing under that name. The ROC refused a proposed compromise that would have still allowed them to use the ROC flag and anthem as long as the name was changed. Taiwan did not participate again until 1984 when it returned under the name of Chinese Taipei with a special flag and anthem. In 1980 and 1984 the Cold War opponents boycotted each other's games. Sixty-five nations refused to compete at the Moscow Olympics in 1980 because of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. This boycott reduced the number of nations participating to 81, the lowest number since 1956. The Soviet Union and 14 of its Eastern Bloc partners except Romania, countered 
by boycotting the Los Angeles Olympics in 1984, contending that they could not guarantee the safety of their athletes. Soviet officials defended their decision to withdraw from the games by saying that chauvinistic sentiments and anti-Soviet hysteria are being whipped up in the United States. The boycotting nations of the Eastern Bloc staged their own alternate event, the Friendship Games, in July and August. There had been growing calls for boycotts of Chinese goods at and the 2008 Olympics in Beijing in protest of China's human rights record and in response to Tibetan disturbances and ongoing conflict in Dufar. Ultimately, no nation supported a boycott. In 2008, the government of Georgia called for a boycott of the 2014 Winter Olympics set to be held in Sochi, Russia in response to Russia's participation in the 2008 South Ossetia War. The Olympic Games have been used as a platform to promote political ideologies. Nazi Germany wished to portray the National Socialist Party as benevolent and peace-loving when they hosted the 1936 Games. Though they used the Games to display Aryan superiority. Germany was the most successful nation at the Games, which did much to support their allegations of Aryan supremacy. But notable victories by African-American Jesse Owens, who won four gold medals, and Hungarian Jew Ibolyo Skak blunted the message. The Soviet Union did not participate until the 1952 Summer Olympics in Helsinki. Instead, starting in 1928, the Soviets organized an international sports event called Spartakids. During the interwar period of the 1920s and 1930s, communists and socialist organizations in several countries, including the United States, attempted to counter what they called the Bourgeois Olympics with the Workers' Olympics. It was not until the 1956 Summer Olympic Games that the Soviets emerged as a sporting superpower and doing so took full advantage of the publicity that came with winning at the Olympics. Individual athletes have also used the Olympics to stage to promote their own political agenda. At the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City Two American track and field athletes, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, who finished first and third in the 200 meters, performed the Black Power Salute on the victory stand.
The second place finisher, Peter Norman of Australia, wore an Olympic Project for Human Rights badge in support of Smith and Carlos. In response to the protest, IOC President Avery Brundage told the United States Olympic Committee to either send the two athletes home or withdraw the track and field team. The United States Olympic Committee sent the two athletes home. Currently, the government of Iran has taken steps to avoid any competition between its athletes and from those from Israel. An Iranian judoka, Arasha Mirismeli, did not compete in a match against an, Ara- an Israeli during the 2004 Summer Olympics. Although he was officially disqualified for being overweight, Mizraeli was awarded $125,000 in prize money by the Iranian government, an amount paid to all Iranian gold medal winners. He was officially cleared of intentionally avoiding the bout, but his receipt of the prize money raised suspicion. In the early 20th century, many Olympic athletes began using drugs to improve their athletic abilities. For example, the winner of the marathon at the 1904 games, Thomas Hicks, was given strychnine and brandy by his coach. The only Olympic death linked to doping occurred at the Rome Games of 1960. During the cycling road race, Danish cyclist Nude and Mark Jensen fell from his bicycle and later died. A coroner's inquiry found that he was under the influence of amphetamines. By the mid-1960s, sports federations were starting to ban the use of performance-enhancing drugs. In 1967, the IOC followed suit. The first Olympic athlete to test positive for the use of performance-enhancing drugs was Hans Gunnar Lijewo, a Swedish pentathlete at the 1968 Summer Olympics, who lost his bronze medal for alcohol use. The most publicized doping-related disqualification was that of Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson, who won the 100-meter dash at the 1988 Seoul Olympics, but tested positive for Stanislaw. His gold medal was subsequently stripped and were awarded to runner-up Carl Lewis, who himself had tested positive for banned substances prior to the Olympics. In the 1990s, the IOC took the initiative in a more organized battle against doping by forming the World Anti-Doping Agency, or WADA, in 1999. There was a sharp increase in positive drug tests 
at the 2000 Summer Olympics and 2002 Winter Olympics. Several medalists in weightlifting and cross-country skiing were disqualified because of doping offenses. During the 2006 Winter Olympics, only one athlete failed a drug test and had a medal revoked. The IOC established drug testing regime, now known as the Olympic Standard, has set the worldwide benchmark that other sporting federations around the world attempt to emulate. During the Beijing Games, 3,667 athletes were tested by the IOC under the auspices of the World Anti-Doping Agency. Both urine and blood tests used to detect banned surfaces. Several athletes were barred from competition by their National Olympic Committee prior to the Games. Only three athletes failed drug tests while in competition in Beijing. Women athletes were first allowed to compete at the 1900 Summer Olympics in Paris. But at the 1992 Summer Olympics, 35 countries were still fielding all-male delegations. This number dropped rapidly over the following years. In 1996, Lita Fariman was the first woman to compete for Iran at the Olympics in shooting. In 2000, Bahrain sent two women competitors for the first team, Fatma Hamid Garashi and Miriam Mohammed Hada Alahili. In 2004, Robina Mukomyar and Friba Raizi became the first women to compete for Afghanistan at the Olympics. In 2008, the Arab United Arab Emirates sent female athletes Mathaya Alakmaktum and she competed in Taekwondo and Latifa Al-Matwa in equestrian to the Olympic Games for the first time. Both athletes were from Dubai's ruling family. By 2010 only three countries had never sent a female athlete to the Games. Brunei, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. Brunei had taken part in only three celebrations of the Games, sending a single athlete on each occasion. But Saudi Arabia and Qatar had been competing regularly with all female teams. In 2010, the International Olympic Committee announced it would press these countries to enable and facilitate the participation of women for the 2012 Summer Games. Anita de France, chair of the IOC's Women and Sports Commission, suggested that countries be barred if they prevented women from competing. Shortly thereafter, the Qatar Olympic Committee announced that it hoped to send up to four female athletes in shooting and fencing to the 2012 Summer Games in London. In Saudi Arabia, by contrast, 
National law explicitly prohibits women from competing at the Olympics, the only country where this was the case. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.